0: Good morning, and welcome to O-Readers Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Maura Z and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, January twelfth, 2018. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 14, starting with the fifth paragraph, reading through two, ending at the top of 15. Today's readers are Marion H., 12 Steps. Matt M 12 traditions and the first reader of the text is Katie G and the second reader is Rachel NM yesterday's uh, reference numbers share IDs for the 7 a.m. meeting 10910 and the 10 a.m. is 10911 OA preamble To carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Marion H., would you please read the 12 steps of OA?
1: Good morning. This is Marion H. from Florida. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of, of our wrongs. 6 were entirely ready to have God to remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a, a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Marion H. Madame, would you please read the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous?
2: Thank you, Maura, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt, Emma, a Here are the 12 traditions. And the one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is the one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself on our group conscience, our leaders of our trusted servants that do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating. Four, each group should be autonomous, set the matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five. Each group has the one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six. An OA group will never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or asset enterprise, lest problems with money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, overeaters and should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OAS such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues since the only name will never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than a promotion We Always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our principles, all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles for personalities? Thank you.
0: Thank you, Matt M. How our meeting works. Today, we resume our study on the Big Book, and we are in Bill's story. We're on page 14. Starting with the fifth paragraph, While I Lay in the Hospital, reading through two, ending on 15, With Us, it is just like that.
3: And Katie, would you please get us started? I can, Maura. This is Katie G. Thank you for your service. Recovered, compulsive, overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. While I lay in the hospital, the thought came that there were thousands of hopeless alcoholics who might be glad to have what had been so freely given to me. Perhaps I could help some of them. They, in turn, might work with others. My friend had emphasized the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles in all my affairs. Particularly was it imperative to work with others as he worked with me. Faith without works is dead, he said, and how appallingly true it is for the alcoholic. For if an alcoholic failed to enlarge and perfect, excuse me, perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. If he did not work, he would surely drink again, and if he drank, he would surely die. Then faith would be dead indeed. With us, it is just like that. Katie G, recovered, comorbid, eater, anorexic, and bulimic. Sorry for the background noise. Yeah, I mean, this pretty much promises me, like, it's not enough, um, you know, a lot of times I get calls from people and they're like, yep, you know, I've got God and and I'm all set. But um, this is not a program where it's sufficient to just get religion, get a God um, of religion, we have to, as it says, perfect and enlarge on my spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others. I mean, part of that work for me is getting unblocked. We talked about the destruction of self-centeredness yesterday and self sacrifice for others you know this means you know carrying the message, helping other women. it means answering the phone when I don't want to answer the phone. It means um, you know spending time with other people, putting their needs ahead of my own um, and you know there are several spots in the book, um, one in particular um, in step four, I know it says. You know, when you're having sex problems, throw yourself harder into helping others. And they're not saying, I mean, this is not like, oh, it's a good idea to help others. Oh, it's a good idea to carry the message of Overeaters Anonymous. If I don't, I'm not going to survive. If I do not do the work, entire abstinence, and these 12 steps each and every day, Including carrying the message. And that includes sponsorship, calling newcomers, helping at meetings, carrying, you know, practicing these principles. Like, I can't lie, right, and say and be connected to God. It just doesn't work that way. And it's not like, you know, there's going to be a huge lightning bolt that's going to come down and say, do you lied. But what's going to happen is there's going to be a disconnect from God. And at the end of the day, you know, that is going to be my disconnect. And I can't get to God. And it's not just like not getting to God is going is to be me not getting to God. I'm going to die. Faith would be dead indeed. With me, it is just like that. So um, these promises of both hope, but also fatality when it when it comes to my disease is amazing and i'll just say like um we've had a lot going on in my family over the past couple of weeks and what has kept me grounded is this 12-step program what has kept me grounded is the women that call me what has kept me grounded is women who remind me my primary purpose is to stay abstinent and to help others to help others to do 10 steps to help others to get abstinent to help others to remain abstinent to do the 12 steps to get connected to God and thank you God for all of you who have held my hand and and carry this message to me because I too am alive today because of that so I'm just is going to keep showing up because frankly, I don't want to die today. I want to live, and with that, I do pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Katie G. And now, if you would please say your name but once, and I'll repeat it back. Who would like to share on these two I paragraphs? M- M- Manus, Janice M. Janice P. Janice M.
4: Charles H. J. J. Harlan
0: G. Got you, Matt Harlan. get
5: Lauren N. Melissa C. Thank you.
0: Vasa O. Did I hear a Morgan? Lauren N. Lauren N. And I got you, Vasa. Okay, let's go with that. I've got Matt M., Janice P. M., Charles H., Harlan G., Melissa C., Lauren N., and Vasa O. Matt M., please go ahead.
2: Good morning, Warren. Thank you for your service again. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt. I'm a over eater. While I lay in the hospital, that first paragraph we read is actually talking about the 12 steps. He's, even though he's still in the hospital, he's thinking about others. So he's being selfless. He's being altruistic. He knows that what he's got, he's, he, he has to give it away, or else he's going to lose it. He's going to lose his sobriety again. So he wants to pass it along, pay it forward, which is a great, it's a great, great thing to hear. And uh, my friend emphasized, emphasized an absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles that he's learning from the steps in all his affairs. And, he, and faith without works is dead. If he doesn't have faith in himself at this worker or faith in his higher power that can help him to work the program, he will fail. It's amazing how it's true that the potential or alcohol, any alcoholic or compulsive eater fails to enlarge his spiritual life. I, st- I finally started praying in the morning and the evenings and trying to get myself reconnected with my higher power. So I've been disconnected for so long, so I know what it's like to be disconnected. So I, I know I, I also know what it's like to be connected. I want to be connected with my higher power again. It's a great feeling, and I don't feel so alone and so I'm so like set adrift in the in the sea of nothing. I'm very grateful for that indeed. And um, it says, without it, without do it's just like that. I would surely die if I don't get back in the program and work it the way it's supposed to be work. It's truly true. I'm just getting. I was gaining the weight back, and I don't want to put the weight all the weight back on that I was that I that I took off. You know, from working the pro from working with a friend of mine who helped me get all the weight off. She helped me out. But I'm grateful just for today I can I have just all I have is today, and that's why I can work on myself today that will pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Matt. Janice P.M., followed by Charles H. Well, thank you so much, Mara Z., for your loving service. And my name is Janice P.M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive over if you would kindly um, time me because I'm in another place. All right. Gotcha. Um, thank you. Okay, paragraph five. First of all, we're in the 12th step. We know that. And there's three parts to the 12 steps. It's not just one part. It's three parts. And this paragraph, paragraph um, five, I guess that's it, is the second part of the 12 step. So here he is in the hospital. Imagine. And, you know, unlike uh, uh, the normal alcohol, the normal person, he's in the hospital and he's not thinking of where he's going to get his next drink or where he's going to get something for himself. Because that's what we are. We're very selfish. I don't care if we're recovered or not. But however, the, this step tells us he's in the hospital and he's thinking of others because he's had a, a change. He's had a spiritual awakening. He's not thinking of himself. He's not so self-conscious as he is God-conscious. That's the, the next phase. And he's so grateful. He's so grateful that he uh, has this sobriety, has this recovery, really, that he wants to help other people because it says, try, it says to try, doesn't mean we're going to give them recovery, try to carry this message. And what is this message? Well, that I've had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, and I am now in a recovery state okay, that I am here because I received a gift. And in order to receive the gift and keep it, I have to give it away. I have to show and tell my story on how I changed, how I was transformed into recovery. So that's what he's going to try to do. So that's what that p- paragraph is all about. It's the second part of the twelfth step. Now he says, my friend, Abby, emphasize, it's an emphasis there's a there's a lot of pressure on this. Emphasize the absolute necessity. It's not an option. Once you give get this gift, once I got this gift, I had a responsibility, okay, to to practice it now, to practice it. Not only give it away to people in the program and so well and good, but here it is, practice it in my home. <laughs> the hardest place to practice it for me. And that is imperative. And that involves action. I don't just have to, I can recite the 12 principles, but I have to act on it every day, daily practices. And that's what it says. I can have spiritual awakening. I can pray. I can do step 11. and I'm in, uh, But I have to work it in all my affairs. Thank you so much. And I will pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice P.M. Charles H., followed by Harlan G. Good morning,
4: Charles. Thank you, Maurice, Z., for your service. Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. You know, um, so much nuggets in these paragraphs. I see the word work. I see uh, uh, they in turn might work with others. Uh, I see it is imperative to work with others. No wonder why they came up with Chapter 7 working with others and these two paragraphs you know it it says while I lay in the hospital so he was still sick and he was still working with others so this point um that 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 it drills to me is that every day I'm sick and in order for me to take my pills I need to work with others because that is the prescription and if, if I may take you to the third paragraph, everything, all roads lead to the third paragraph in the doctor's opinion when it says, impression, while Bill, he was in the hospital, and he asked Dr. Silkworth, yo, can I work with these alcoholics because it will help me out. And it says, he he impressed. You know, to impress is like to to brand something on you, to put something on you, like to, like, to like, make, I, don't, I don't want to use this analogy, but I'm a guy and use it. It's 4 a.m. in the morning, so I'm a guy and use it.
0: Brand
4: the 666 on you. You know, brand the working with others uh, thing on your forehead. Impress upon them that they must do likewise with still others. This ain't no graduation. If you graduate, you're glorified. That means you ain't here no more. So, Working with others is what this book is all about. We don't get abstinent or recovered to be like, hey, guess what? I'm a recover man. No. I'm sick. I'm in that hospital mentality unless I can You know what's so dope With in closing? I'm sitting adjacent to the place where three beautiful women last year did soul surgery on me. My self-esteem is not affected no more. I'm not addicted to popularity. Why? Because I need that newcomer so that I can keep what I have. You know, self, self-destruction self or destruction of self? i got to self-destruct in order to be rebuilt better than ever. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Charles H. Harlan G., it is your turn. And then Melissa C., good morning, Harlan.
6: Good morning, Maura. Thank you for your service this morning. And thank you to Team Friday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. and I'm a Recovered Compulsive Old Reader, and I'm in Los Angeles, California at the LAX Hilton, the site of the 58th OA birthday. And I'm so happy to be here. I hope some of you are coming to join us as well. Bill Wilson is laying in the town's hospital. It is now December of 1934. He has been hospitalized three times. And the first two times that he has been hospitalized, he returns to drinking. The third time, he will never return to drinking. He will remain abstinent from liquor for the rest of his life. What happened? What was the difference? The difference is is he's had an exposure through Ebby Thatcher, to the six steps of the Oxford group movement. The Oxford groupers are practicing first century Christianity to the best of their ability, and those steps are keeping them sober. Bill sees that they're sober, and now he is in the hospital being separated from alcohol, and he is a selfish, lying, conniving, manipulating alcoholic. There isn't a single reference in his story up to this this point of him helping or giving a damn about anybody. And he's laying in the hospital, and as the result of his sudden and profound spiritual experience, the thought comes that there are thousands of hopeless alcoholics who might be glad to have what had been so freely given me. Perhaps I could help some of them. They, in turn, might work with others. I've been around these rooms a long time, which doesn't qualify me as an expert on anything. But I've talked to people that have been in these rooms 20, 30, 40 years. They don't sponsor anybody. They don't work with anybody. They're afraid. They're this. They're that. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps means that I've got steps 2, 10, 11. And I should be able to lean on God and understand that the book will do the work for me. Because if I don't do the work, it wasn't suggested that he work with others. It's imperative. Imperative means of the utmost importance, of the utmost urgency that he work with others. Faith without works was dead, he said, and how appallingly true for the alcoholic. Perfect and enlarge his spiritual life self-sacrifice for others. He could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. No matter how evolved my recovery gets, I'll never rise above the level of a human being. And I have to keep working my program more and more and more and more, not the same, the same, or less and less. The only way I can coast is downhill. I'm going to close with this. The greatest rewards of my life are in working with the other people that I've worked with. It's a program for people who do it, and with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Harlan G. Melissa C. It is your turn, followed by Lauren N. Good morning, Melissa.
5: Hi. Good morning, Lauren C. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C. Recovered compulsive overeater in New York, and um, yeah. So this isn't this isn't optional. You know, it's not. Um, if you feel like it, if you're if you're among the chosen, um, you know, if you feel like it, do 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 this do this piece of it. This is actually we're told this is part of the rehabilitation. And if I don't enlarge and perfect my spiritual life, I will return to the food. And you know, enlarging and enlarging my spiritual life doesn't mean that I um, sit quietly all day long in prayer and meditation. Yeah, I have to sit quietly in prayer and meditation, but the real way that my spiritual life is enlarged and perfected is when I help other people. And it is, you know, and it says that in the trials and low spots. So this is the exact opposite of how I used to think of things. I used to think that um, if things are going rough for me, if I have a lot on my plate, if my You know, if there's a problem in my life, please don't ask me to help you because I have a problem. Don't you know? And that is exactly the opposite. You know, so when we're told what, um, you know, I can't think of the phrase, but that what we used to believe now is like completely the opposite, that's, that's it exactly. So, you know, yesterday I was anxious about something. I had a meeting at my daughter's school and Um, you know, and, and I, yes, I definitely turned it over. I inventoried it. I, I did a 10 step, but then I got busy in service with other people. And that is what removes the problem for me. Like it is, that is the medicine. It, um, it gets me out of myself and, and that's how the food stays in its proper place. Because if I become absorbed in my problem, Returning to the food is the only solution I can think of. It's the only thing that, that quiets down the chatter in my head. And so I need to, I need to kind of get in your head and out of my head. And, um, you know, and this is why I, I believe this is why I can, can have this body that looks like a normal person's body we're not promised to grow in thinness and beauty in this program we're promised to grow in usefulness and effectiveness and when I'm useful and effective um, then I can live free of the food and um, I'm thinking of all my friends in LA and today like I'm excited for all of you instead of feeling sorry for me you, you get to carry the message and um, with that I'll pass
0: Spot on timing. Thank you, Melissa C. Lauren N., it's your turn, followed by Vasa O. Good morning, Lauren.
7: Good morning, everyone. This is Lauren N. Can you hear me? Yep. Thank you. Wow, how incredible. Okay, thank you. Wow, how incredible this this program is. I'm able to get out of my own head... When I work with others, when I don't work with others, I am stuck. And as everybody else has mentioned, eating is a step up because my head just repeats and repeats this this horrible message of how... Um, how bad I am, how worthless I am, how useless I am. And only when I can be in service to others am I able to be out of that craziness that is so untrue. I don't realize until I'm out of that, and looking back at it, how crazy my self chatter, my my head, my messages in my head, and I am so blessed to have sponsees, to have fellows in these rooms that I can call when I'm feeling off, or that help me get out of it, doing the next right thing doesn't matter where the message comes from doing the next right thing helps every minute of every day and that is picking up the phone and reaching out and working with others and not being alone in my head and thank god this is number 12 because i need to do this all the time and thank you very much i pass
0: Thank you, Lauren Ann. And before I ask Vasa to take her turn, I just wanted to let people know who might have joined us late. We are on page 14 in Bill's story, and we read from the fifth paragraph that starts while I lay in the hospital through two paragraphs ending at the top of page 15. With us, it is just like that. And then I'll be asking for um, more volunteers to read, but right now it is Ms. Vasa O's turn. Good morning, Vasa.
8: Good morning, Maura. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Oh, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Vasa, Grateful Recovered, Compulsive over here, calling from Florida. Thank you for your service, and thank you for everybody's service this morning. And uh, before coming, when I came to my first meeting, I had a gift of desperation, and I took Step 1, 2, and 3, and uh, I, I again... I, it was live or die, or so. so I was ready to surrender to God and to the 12 steps, and I became an abstinent, and that was a gift from God that I tried to accomplish for many, many, many years. Uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I, I, if I did not find program and my higher power, I don't know where i will be today. And I was told, uh, you know, once I got my abstinence from my sponsor. Now I needed to give it away, and and I was ready. I wanted to tell the whole wide world the solution that I found in over It is anonymous. But not everybody wanted to hear it. I was very very excited. I really was so excited to find out about the solution. And yeah, I did step one, two, and three, and I started giving it, started taking step uh, twelve, giving it away to my friends and relatives that were struggling with food, and some of them wanted, I don't know, they looked at me like I was crazy. But, you know, anyways, it didn't matter. My heart was in the right place. And um, so my primary purpose uh, today, and started then, is to stay spiritually fit and, upst- and my abstinence and carry the message to others. It, what has been given me so, so freely, freely. And this was like a second chance in my life. You know, I don't know where I'd be today. And it says, if he did not work, which is Bill or myself, he would surely drink again. And I didn't want to go back into the food. I don't want to ever go back to the food. And he, and if he drank, he would surely die. And if I went back to the food, I would be dead today. Or I'd be a very sick woman uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, then faith would be dead. In, indeed, faith without the works would be dead. And I was a workaholic, anyways. So I decided to put that time and energy on my, on me, on my recovery. What um, is it, just like that? And that's the truth, you know. And then now, like I thought, I had to be. I needed to do the program perfectly to, you know, do the steps for perfectly, the 12 steps. No, I do them to the best of my abilities, and I do mess up at times, and I, God knows that I'm a human being. Time. Thank you. I'll wrap up. And that's it. Thank you for letting me, Shanna, pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa Oh, Okay. Giving me your first name and last initial one
9: time, this is please. Larry.
10: Who would
8: like
9: Lisa to B. share? Larry, Lisa B. Anita J. A Deb W. Barbara E.
0: Deb W. South Jersey. Larry K. Barbara E. Kim G. I think we're going to have to stop there, folks, because I think we might run out of time. Um, so here is who I have. Larry K. Lisa B. Anita J. Deb W. Barbara E. Kim G. Larry, go ahead, please. And Leslie, B., Lisa B., you'll be next.
11: Thanks so much. You know, I, I apologize if I said it. it's it's kind of loud here. I'm in the, in the hotel at the for the the OA convention and it's a little loud, so I apologize. But um, Larry K. recovered to the Over reader from Chicago. You know, when I when I think you know I'm sitting here with another another person. Um, usually usually I'm at home. I don't see anybody else. So I'm sitting across right from another another gentleman here. And you know what? This is the beauty of what this program is this is the beauty of what this program has to offer because it's the same as it was 90-some years ago, just one person, one addict talking to another addict carrying this message. You know, there, there's so many people that carry this message and they'll never know who they are, you know? Many of them I've, I've been able to, you know, you hear about, you know, we, we walk on the shoulders of giants. We walk with these giants. And I've had many giants in my life. And some of them are listening on this line here. Um, and sometimes they know, and sometimes they don't. But here's the beauty of it. You know, I didn't think I would be brought to this recovered state. I really didn't. When I was 100 pounds heavier, when I was divorced two times, right, when I had two liposuction surgeries right around my belly, and they should have probably done liposuction surgery around my brain, right? I think they it might have but it wasn't funny then.
0: Larry, excuse me, we're losing you a bit. You're coming in and out. Can you boost your volume?
11: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is my, is my volume up, down? I apologize. Can you hear me? Much better now. Thank you. Okay, okay. Thanks. Sorry about that. But I, I guess what I'm saying, I'll wrap up. But What I'm saying is, is that there were, there, were, there were so many things. There was such pain that brought me to this program, right? Such pain. And, you know, I didn't think this would happen for me. I really didn't. I mean, there was a time when I said, if this is as good as it gets, where I can diet with group support and hang out with the fellowship, I'll take it because it's better than it used to be, right? But there was something, there was another level that God had planned for me that I didn't know, I didn't anticipate. And what it was was being brought to this recovered state. And when people carried the message, people in whom the problem had been solved, that's what changed me. And that's why I carry the message to other people as best I can, you know, so grateful. Thanks so much, and with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Larry. Um, Lisa B., it is your turn, followed by Anita J. Good morning, Lisa. Oh, good morning.
10: Thank you for your service. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. The line that jumps out for me is demonstrating these principles in all my affairs. So where are the principles? They're found in the chapter How It Works, and they are the 12 steps. Um, listed on pages 59 and ending on page 60. And, um, you know, when I go to that chapter of how it works, it's describing for me a new role that I have and the role that I wanted to talk about, which is a principle that I try to to live, is being um, an agent of my higher power. And, you know, when it talks about demonstrating these principles, these steps, it means clearly show the existence or truth of something by giving proof or evidence. So I just want to share if this helps someone else. I was, um, when I was little growing up, my mother and I, she was very competitive with me and I never wanted to be too happy or too successful or too free because it would upset her and she would feel then so upset about herself. So I felt like I just needed to always kind of slouch down and be unhappy. And, you know, so this program is telling me that I need to demonstrate. And when I look at the third step prayer, you know, it's not about me. It's about showing victory over this existence of this disease by bearing witness to it so that I may help of thy power, thy love, thy way of life. In other words, I need to be a light beam, you know, of this power that's greater than me. And sometimes that's scary and it feels lonely. Um, I recently started, which is one of the best things I started doing, is going to a um, OA meetings, where there's not a lot of recovery. And sometimes I am maybe one of the only ones in there that is recovered. But I really feel inspired to carry this message, to show that there is a way up and out of this illness with the 12 steps, the way it's laid out in this big book. And it can be a lonely path. But you know what? It's not about me anymore. I'm an agent. I am an agent of my higher power. And the other thing I wanted to share on that word is absolute. That's a really strong word that he's saying. The absolute necessity of demonstrating. Absolute means complete, total, entire. Not diminished in any way. And I have to do a lot of 10 steps on these fears of not looking good, of people not liking me because I am so happy, because I am so joyous, because I am so free. And I'm aligned with my higher power today. I have these principles to live by. But sometimes it's scary, but that's me. That's me getting in the way. It's not supposed to be about me. I'm an agent of my higher power, and it's supposed to show and bear witness to those I would help. Of God's power, God's love, God's way of life. May I do that. I will always. Those are the principles that have been helping me, and they're keeping me free and happy. So with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Lisa B. Anita J. it is your turn, followed by Deb W. Good morning, Anita. Good morning to you, Laura Z. This is Anita J. No, I'm not out west. I'm here in Massachusetts in my kitchen, a very grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. And I couldn't let this chapter go without telling you the gratitude I have for Bill. Bill and the 12 steps. I used to say I was a friend of Lois, and you know, a couple of other groups have have founders. But for heaven's sake, Anita, you're a friend of Bill's. Without that man and what he discovered through the Oxford Group and the other people, the beginning people, Abby, and um, where would you be? You'd be in your kitchen, all right, but what would you be doing in it? I I just sit here. Never realizing in all these decades of life and decades, decades in the program since 1978 that I could feel the way I have felt the last four years. It's a miracle. And here's the line that jumps. I cringe at my stupidity before, but you know what? My eyes weren't open. Why weren't they open? No, people said it. I didn't hear it. I wasn't receptive. I wasn't open, I didn't have the humility yet. That's why I need all these other steps first. Those steps broke me down to become right-sized. And then if I'm right-sized, I look around like he did from the bed and realize there are people everywhere who need this program. Things you can pass this on. And if they're not addicts, it doesn't matter. You can pass on the joy you feel. You can make people feel better, not by just going around and shaking them, but by that look in your eye and you smile. It's just, it's infectious, you know that? I um, spent years wondering with each relapse, each relapse, How do you enlarge your spiritual life? I bought another spiritual book. I got on my knees a couple extra times a day. And here it is. And it's not just here. It's all over the book that you've got to work with others through work and self-sacrifice for others. Others, hello? (laughs) What about that don't I get? But the point is it's all right. I got it when I got it. You know, know, I've lost my husband, I think,
8: this is probably the fifth month. I'm in
0: the fifth month. And um, so I'm alone a lot more. And the point is, I feel the most alive when I'm passing the message. I hear it in my voice. I care. I care about you. Do you know that, folks? Well, I'm going to pass now on that thought. Thank you very much. Thank you, Anita J. Deb W., it is your turn, followed by Barb E. Good morning,
9: Deb. Good morning. This is Deb W., uh, Recovered in Oklahoma. And so um, it says down here about the imperative, uh, it's imperative to work with others. It says faith without works was dead. Uh, If we fail to perfect and large our spiritual life, Through work and self-sacrifice, we could not, we can't uh, survive the trials and low spots. So, just because I had that spiritual awakening and I am out of the food, doesn't mean life doesn't go on. Because life surely goes on. I don't live in a uh, in 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 I don't live by myself. I can't think of the word I'm saying. It's early. Um, I I live in a world with everybody else, you know. Um, so you know, I live. I have so many days of recovery versus the days I've lived my life and done the damage to my spirit, to my uh, to my life, to my head, to my mental. So I have to keep doing what works. And when I came in here, and you guys had that. You know that excitement that that and this big book who never fails us, never, 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 never fails us. Uh, uh, told me again, Debbie, do it again, do it again, go back through me again because I've got something more for you if you just look for it. I wanted to share real quick. The uh, I was reading and these. Why do we pray? Why do we keep on praying and trying to to seek our higher power or God? Well, one is the to, uh, to know. God better, to get my eyes off my problems and onto my higher power, to speak to this power greater than me, to unburden my heart, to make my requests known to God, to hear God, to be free of suffering, to resist temptation, to be rescued from distress, to receive God's reward to withstand evil, to have joy, to get close to God, to be healed emotionally, and to have peace. So, my God, if I continue to go down that list and, and seek to, to to infiltrate that in my life, I have a pattern for living. And then I turn around and I, I give it to someone who calls me, you know, the best I can. You know, because actually what they hear is what God is giving them to hear. They don't hear what's in my mouth and my emphasis. They hear what the power greater than me who uses me as a vessel to pass on to one another. And and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Deb
0: W. Barbara E. it is your turn, followed by Kim G. Good morning, Barbara.
12: Good morning, everyone. I am so truly grateful to be on this meeting today. It seems so appropriate. when, As he lay in his hospital bed, he was separated permanently from his alcoholic behavior. The principles, the spiritual life, the working with others. I, too, lay in a hospital bed. After having a wonderful day Wednesday, I came home and had dinner went to clear the dishes, and passed out cold on the floor. My son called 911. The paramedics came and said they thought I should go to the hospital. Of course, insanity being, uh, you know, thinking that I knew better, I said, I don't need to go, and I'll show you. And I stood up and promptly passed out again. So, needless to say, I spent 35 hours in a cubbyhole in the ER yesterday. And after my son and my husband left at 12 midnight, so I guess it was Friday morning, I said the last thing I said to them before I said, I love you. I want you to tell this to your sister out in Brooklyn. You've been wonderful to me. I am happy. And please go and rest. I said, please call a certain person. You'll find her on my text." and say I can't be on the meeting on Thursday because that's what I was thinking about. As I lay in my hospital bed, I wasn't thinking about me, myself, and I, and how upset I was that I might not get to see my 19, no, 20-month-old granddaughter grow up. What I was thinking about was gratitude, how serene I was, how joyful I was, how accepting I was, of my situation. And I believe it was because of this program, the fellowship, the work with my sponsor, the big book, the gratitude to the people who wrote the big book, my ability to reach out to God and say whatever you have in store for me, it's fine for me. I I really, really believe that. And gratefully, I did come home from the hospital yesterday. And because I knew that no matter how tired I was, I did have to pick up the tool of working with others. I did make myself available to some of the people last night before my husband insisted on turning off the phone and forcing me to go to sleep since, as you all know, You don't get much sleep in a hospital bed. But I want to leave you with this message. I could not do this without the programs, the principles, the spiritual life, working with others, all the things that were mentioned in step 12. I need to think, thank you, I need to think less about myself and more about others. Have a wonderful, joyous, Weekend, and congratulations to those who are in sunny California.
0: Thank you, Barbara. Kim G., it is your turn. Good morning, Kim.
13: Good morning, Mara. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. I love this. I love the beauty. This is the beauty of a recovered person telling their story. So what does the big book tell us? It tells us, tell what what I was like, which is pages one through eight what happened, pages 8 through 13, and what it is like now. So we're entering that part, pages 14 through 16. So I want to kind of address the people like me, the people that were in and out of OA experiencing temporary respites who were crawling their way back in in January yet again and thinking, what's going to be different about OA this time? I've tried these steps a thousand times. I've tried OA a thousand times, but where else can I go? And I think it's important we look at our old ideas. What do we think OA is? What do we think the 12 steps is? And, I, and this line in this, in this paragraph really hits me. It says, for if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through, through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. So what does that mean? You know, in, in the 12-step program, enlarging your spiritual life means something very specific. And they're telling us it's through work, which is steps 10 and 11, And that kind of means we have to do step one through nine first and self-sacrifice for others, which is step 12. So that's where the work is. So what were my old ideas? What did I think the work was? You know, I used to think abstinence was the goal. And what does the big book tell me? It tells me eliminating of my drinking is but a beginning. I used to think the work were just the tools. There were eight when I started. There's nine now. I'm sure they'll wind up having 12 at one point. But I have to tell you, you know, it's easy to do the tools and not do the steps. I personally think it's impossible to do the steps and not do the tools. Where is my focus? You know, I was told the work was three phone calls a day and three meetings a week. Honestly, if that was true, then any conventional diet program out there would work for me. You know, I was told I was sick of my secrets. I need to share it or recover, share it or wear it. Honestly, if that was true, I would have recovered well before OA and the all-you-can-eat buffets when I used to lament with my binge buddies about the misery of being a compulsive overeater. And what about working with others? What was my old idea about that? A lot of people talked about the fact it's only the gurus to sponsor. But I have to tell you, what did sponsoring mean to me? I mean, I was taking someone's food and I was being their life coach. I was told to share up to my own experience and in my area it was 21 days of absence and starting to sponsor, no step work, so all I was was a diet buddy. You know, I laugh now at the irony in step one, I would admit my life was, I was powerless and my life was unmanageable and then in step 12, I try to manage other people's lives. You know, in the big book, it says step three, I've got to quit playing God. My job as a sponsor is to help someone through these steps so they can have a relationship with a God or a power, not a relationship with me or to become their God. So I just want to say again, for those of you that are returning or new, look at, these, look at these concepts with new eyes, and you can have a new experience. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kim G. Okay, we have four minutes left, and I'm thinking we could probably get in one share. Who would like that? Irini M. Irini M., it is yours. Please go ahead. Thank you so much
14: for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I am so grateful for everything and everyone. Thank you, God. Mm. Bill came into this hospital selfish, egotistic, self-centered. He came into the hospital in isolation, disconnected. Then he got connected and was transformed, recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. It says it on page 13. Offered myself to God to do with me as he would. He humbly lowered himself, that, we're not, <clears throat> that without God, he is nothing, and to serve others who are suffering. So the idea of sponsoring was divinely given to him. The thought came to him in, when he was rocketed in that fourth dimension. So we saw Bill at his worst, and now we, you know, he, he's replaced his hopeless with so much hope, which is a gift, and a gift was given to him. And in order for him to keep it, he must give it away. Just as Ebby came to him, he would go to others. And to stay connected, his desire was no longer being selfish but selfless to connect with others. So there is a destination in abstinence. There is a destination in recovery. But if we focus on connecting, connecting with God and others, the abstinence comes and recovery comes. There is no destination in connection, only growth, leaning deeper and closer to God, to light and to love. We get connected to be connected so we can stay connected. And this is how we see God. This is how we experience God. This is how we, our belief is built, our faith is built, through this transformation of personalities. Thank you, God, all of us, my goodness, open up and receive the gift, use the gift, pass the gift to others and continue to expand you know the its the spiritual growth it's not you know it is our responsibility and an obligation but it's more of a pleasure and a privilege to do this I thank you and I pass
0: Thank you Irene and it is 754 and I'm going to just take 30 seconds more is we recovered in Virginia because for me, doing service is absolutely a necessity. It is absolutely imperative in my life. And I do a lot of service, but I don't say that for kudos. I say that because that's my great need. In order for me to maintain and and to um, you know grow spiritually in this program, in my life, keep that connection open between me and my higher power, I have to, I am, as someone said previously re- regarding something else, I-, I am biologically mandated to give service. Absolutely, without a doubt. And with that, I will pass. And so I would like to thank everyone who shared some fabulous shares this morning. Thank you so much for your generous spirits. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following <clears throat> closing. And today's share ID is, and i lost my screen, 10914. That's 10914 for today's share ID. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164. And will Rachel NN please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggested only.
15: Good morning, this is Rachel and M. am a thankful, recovered, compulsive Reader and anorexic from Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got.